0: Hi, I'm Naomi. And I'm Harry. And welcome to episode one of our new podcast, When Harry Met Saudi.
1: So named because puns are always a good idea, and because I know disappointing little about Saudi Arabia.
0: Each week, we're going to take it in turns to attempt to educate each other and listeners on particular aspects of Saudi Arabia and foreign affairs relating to Saudi
1: Arabia. In the coming weeks, we hope to look at, in no particular order, Aramco, weapons, the role of religion the new Lebanese government, and potentially the EU and Saudi Arabia.
0: This week, though, we're going to start by looking at Yemen, the ongoing civil war in Yemen, and the current ceasefire, and Saudi Arabia's role in this.
1: Hopefully, this will serve as a useful introduction to the topic if, like me, you're somewhat uninformed on the current situation in the Middle East.
0: But perhaps we should start with some questions to briefly overview Saudi Arabia. might be a nice way to kick off the show, as it were.
1: Firstly, why Saudi Arabia?
0: Well, Harry, it's something that I believe that I am relatively well-informed on and something that, as we've established, you're less well-informed
1: about. Um, I think that'd be fair to say, I need to paraphrase uh, Hayden. I'm playing the role of a useful idiot in this situation.
0: So, what do you know about Saudi Arabia, Harry?
1: Um, my knowledge of Saudi Arabia is limited to the BBC Country Fact File. Wonderful. I can give you some more information on that. It's... Uh, it's a country situated in the Arabian Peninsula has a population of around 32 million. And it's been uh, ruled by the House of Saud. It's one of the world's largest oil-producing countries. And I think more pertinently to today's episode, since 2015 it has been militarily involved with its southern neighbour, Yemen. So, why is Saudi Arabia involved in the Yemeni civil war in the first place?
0: Well, Harry, as is painfully common in world history, this story starts with a botched attempt by the British to create a country according to their own interests. Of course. This intensified historical tensions between two groups in the country, which has only got worse as a rebel group you may have heard of, the Houthis, have been increasingly successful in challenging the government and seizing very large amounts of territory.
1: So where does Saudi Arabia come into this? Yeah,
0: OK, I'm getting on to that. Haitians. So Saudi Arabia is brought into this for three main reasons. Firstly, Saudi Arabia is a Sunni state and as such supports the current go- government under President Hadi, who is also a Sunni and who is challenged by Shia Houthi rebels. Secondly, Saudi Arabia um, believes that arch nemesis Iran backs these Houthi rebels. And thirdly, Yemen is on the border of Saudi Arabia. So the way they see it Um, If Iran, via the Houthis, were able to take over Yemen, the Iranian-Houthi alliance would then pose an even stronger threat to Saudi Arabia than ever. So, Saudi Arabia is supplying the government um, in Yemen with incredibly destructive weapons, and the um, Iranians do a similar thing for the Houthi rebels. Do you get that?
1: Um, What I can make of it it seems more (laughs) like there's a... Uh, A war going on in uh, Yemen at the moment, but it's not really about Yemen. It's more of a proxy war between uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran.
0: Yeah, this is definitely one way of interpreting it. Um, And it's worth mentioning here that um, the Middle East minister in the UK actually denies any evidence of explicit military connection between the Iranian and Houthi rebels. But it's very clear that Saudi Arabia is involved in supporting the Yemeni government. So whether it's a proxy war is definitely under question but um yeah it is sort of the 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 general line that people go with
1: so i guess earlier you mentioned the role of a sunni and shia islam Mm. is this a purely religious conflict
0: well that is there is sort of like one way of seeing it as a conflict between the two muslim sects the sunnis and the shias it's definitely yeah one interpretation but we do have to remember that lots of money and territory also comes into the picture So pulling apart the cause and placing religion's exact role isn't so easy.
1: So how long has this been going on for?
0: You will not be surprised for me to say that that's a really difficult question. Um, Because the conflict between the north and south in Yemen um, has lasted for decades. um, But Saudi Arabia's um, only really just got seriously involved. um, And that was in 2015.
1: Given that it's only going on from 2015, Mm. quite a while... Mm. um, How has it just now reached a ceasefire?
0: Well, the official line is that in December 2018, efforts by the UN in good old peaceful Sweden um, have led to Saudi Arabian-backed government and the Houthis to come to the table and make an agreement of ceasefire, which is imaginatively called the Stockholm Agreement. Well done, UN. Um, And the establishment of a humanitarian corridor.
1: Uh, At the beginning of that, you kind of uh, called this the official line. Is there a slightly unofficial line or a different line that you could take?
0: Well, I can't claim unquestionable causation, but there are some interesting correlations between the timing of this ceasefire and the opinion changes in the US. Um, In particular, um, after the midterm elections um, in the US Senate, there was a lot more pressure on Mike Pompeo to push its ally, Saudi Arabia, towards a ceasefire option.
1: Um, can I just ask? Mike Pompeo is the
0: U.S. Secretary of State. Oh, You're testing right. me there. I'm not an American expert, uh, um, but I believe he's the US Secretary of State. Um, um, yeah. So basically, he um, is in charge of the relations with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was um, oh. a bit in the dark. Sorry about that.
0: Um, but anyway, anyway, back to the back to the story, and this is where I'm going to go all uh, Adam Curtis on you. Because I do think that given the ties in particular between Saudi Arabia and the US, this development in the Senate is key to explaining the timing of the ceasefire. I mean, even the agreement itself has a lot of controversial controversial US Saudi meddling in it. For instance, The Guardian reports that and I'm quoting here, the resolution was only agreed after it was stripped of much of the language on guaranteeing humanitarian deliveries and the need for accountability for war crimes. The edits were on the insistence of the US, US mission reflecting the views of Saudi, Saudi and Emirati coalition, which has resisted any UN constraints in, on its operations in Yemen. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't have just read that whole quote out. <laughs> I think I might have messed that up a bit. But if anyone's interested, I can send you the article. Just hit me up. Anyway, it seems like this ceasefire is very much constructed on the terms of the US, is my point, um, and Saudi Arabia. Um, with much less regard for the Yemeni government.
1: Given clearly the extent of what you would describe as excessive meddling in in this situation, how successful has this ceasefire been?
0: Well, again, a hard question. There have been some complaints that the ceasefire wasn't really thoughtful enough. In particular, not enough UN monitors have been put in place. Both sides have used sly interpretations of the ceasefire terms to attack the other, so while no official breach has occurred, there has been ongoing violence, though perhaps maybe less harming to the civilians as before, um, though given the widespread harm done, to, um, done, um, this sort of like less harm doesn't really necessarily mean none. Uh, one news source has reported recently that there were 76 killings by the Houthi rebels in the last few weeks.
1: So yeah, I guess it seems more of a step in the right direction rather than the... Uh the be-all and end-all of this conflict
0: yeah yeah i mean in legal terms the ceasefire is still holding but um uh yeah um it's not necessarily meaning that there's no violence no destruction so thank you very much for that
1: so what can we expect to happen next
0: so Everyone's best friend and most trusted source of information, Foreign Minister, Mr. Jeremy Hunt, that is Hunt with a H, announced this (laughs) month that we are on the path to peace in Yemen. While Hunt is not wrong that peace has been successful so far, it is worth noting that there is a lot of international attention on this issue at the moment, which means that over the past few months, the leaders of the warring groups have known that a substantive move is not going to go unnoticed essentially um at least for a while having said that um we all know that the attention span of the world's mass media audiences is not exactly that expansive (laughs) over time as graphic displays of the other horrific and absolutely unnecessary unnecessary suffering going on in the world emerge onto iphone screens moods and interests among the general public will change and as this occurs, I have a feeling that the ferv- fervour of the US, along with other Democratic UN Security Council states like the UK, might actually very well begin to wane. And if this happens then the battle over, the territory of Yemen will most likely fall apart, given the high vested interests that Saudi Arabia still has in securing itself against the Houthis.
1: Well, that's... Um quite a depressing analysis it doesn't doesn't seem like there's a too much positive going on at the moment
0: well that is 21st century foreign policy for you i mean essentially i don't predict that the ceasefire is going to last much longer and i would be surprised to see i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised to see it crumble this year but the next big test is the prisoner exchange which will be happening in the coming days this february observing what happens then will give us a good indication of the future
1: So it's not all bad, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much for enlightening me on this today, Naomi.
0: Absolutely, no problem, Harry. It's been my pleasure. (laughs) And please, all listeners at home, at home or wherever you are, you could be anywhere. Anyway, the point is, join us next week for what will be a fascinating discussion, led by Harry, about the big old question of weapons in relation to Saudi Arabia.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Me too.